Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nodes in the Net, a weekly, tangential, irreverent conversation that caters to the interests of liminal trickster mystics like you. Uh, which, if you have been wondering what a liminal trickster mystic is, that essay is finally up on creekmasons.com, and I'm going to read a little snippet of it for you at the end of the intro here, uh, just as a teaser, so that you can find out why I've been calling you a liminal trickster mystic, and so you can find out whether you take offense or take heart in the description. But that's not really what's important uh, right now, because this episode of Nodes in the Net is with Kitty, who uh, also goes by Cosmic Love on her socials and TikToks and things like that. Uh, Kitty is one of those uh, awesome awakened people who you sometimes meet through friends who are also awakened. And I was really excited to have this conversation with her. I think that uh, talking to someone who does energy work and and healing and, like, I guess she's invented her own form of Reiki, uh, like, uh, someone who, who engages in these kinds of activities is someone who's going to leave you after the conversation feeling a little bit more energetic, a little bit more excited, a little bit more alive than you were uh, going into it. Uh, and so this was a this was a really great time. We talk about looking for signs from the universe. We talk about manifestation. We talk about healing yourself, unblocking your chakras, and ultimately we talk about how each of us uh, has a certain level of responsibility for the perception that we have of reality, a certain amount of responsibility for the reality that we're living in, you might say. So we're just about to get to that episode, and I know you're going to love it, uh, but before we do, uh, just a couple quick notes. You can find Nodes in the Net at creekmasons.com, along with some of my writing about media, metaphysics, and metamodernism. Uh, there's also a couple essays up there now about uh, what it might look like for people to join the Creek Masons and for this project to become a kind of you know, slackery, independent publishing collective uh, that, like, you know, decentralized anarchists working together to promote and uh, create art that is uh, just the best version of what we're each able to create individually via the collaboration of all of us together. And the essay that I'm just about to read actually took advantage of the Creek Mason Indie Publishing Collective in its nation form on Discord. And uh, I got a lot of really great notes. And I was very excited to see, uh, I mean, I'm constantly excited to see how much engagement there is on that Discord. Uh, it's a, it's shaping up to be a, a really friendly place to be. Very exciting. Uh, lots of energy. Uh, you can find ways to contact me uh, at creekmasons.com as well. And if you do, uh, you know, like want to join the Discord or something, the best way to do it would be to contact me at creekmasons.com. Uh, hit me up over Discord or email or whatever. It's all up there online. Uh, so that's about all I have to say. I am going to read a little bit of this essay about the emerging liminal trickster mystic subculture to which I believe you belong if you're enjoying this podcast. Here it is. Another label? But why? 
The project of shoehorning the natural world's spectrums and networks into a taxonomy of discrete referential language doesn't even vibe with the disposition of the thinkers, artists, and scientists listed in this article or that of their audiences. So why do it? Because there's power in a name. A thing that can be named can be manifested. An egregore with a name becomes more influential. A subculture that is aware it exists can proselytize. And, maybe narcissistically, I feel strongly that the world would benefit from more liminal trickster mystics. My intuition is that there are a lot of us waking up right now, or finally being honest about how we've always felt, a little off and outsidery. My raison d'etre for the Creek Masons generally, and this essay in particular, is to facilitate all of us coming together within the media sphere where our wackiness is authentically aspirationally represented. Wondering whether you belong? Let me break it down for you. What follows are the core traits of a liminal trickster mystic. If he had visited the archipelago of books, discord communities, and podcast episodes that form this subculture's Galapagos, Darwin would have sketched out these traits in his journal. Liminal. Joe Lightfoot deserves a share of credit for this essay. You may recognize the single rhetorical act with which he birthed the liminal web as my obvious inspiration, but I'm hoping to convey more of a reverent homage than some kind of poser plagiarism. Although he coined the liminal web, the similarities between the specific cluster of thought leaders that I've listed here haven't, to my knowledge, been identified. And it is identified, not invented. As with Lightfoot's thesis, mine rests on the subculture being an emergent phenomenon. Lightfoot's reason for picking the word liminal begins this article. A very metamodern sensemaker disposition toward hospicing game A and midwifing game B. The word liminal resonates with me much more deeply, though, even when I first encountered his essay. Even LTM fans exhibit the very liminal quality of mediating from the middle of the political divide. Possibly it's partially motivated by conflict-avoidant personalities, but it's still ostensibly virtuous. There is an ever-present emphasis on respect, compassion, and the inefficacy of shame in LTM circles. We appreciate that everything is on a spectrum and feel comfortable inhabiting the space between poles. Furthermore, as I've discussed elsewhere, I find credulity mildly repulsive. It's like stepping in dog shit to encounter absolute certainty. Allegiance to red or blue, science or magic, vaccination or not, atheism or God, etc. It's tiring. It lacks nuance. Restricting yourself to one side of an argument, and often inventing a monolith for the other, can't accurately contain reality's deluge of gray area. So, what to do if dogshit dogmatism's got you down? Rinse the stink off your soul with the smartphone thumb intensifying the garden hose of liminality. What makes an LTM liminal? They are self-expression prioritizing, polynostic, and purveyors of the apocalypse as an unveiling and you can hear more about those traits and and you can read more about those traits and the other six or so that are listed in this article uh, by going to creekmasons.com. And I really hope you do. I think that this essay is uh, one of the most important things that I've written in a long while. And uh, I'm hoping you enjoy it. I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, but more importantly, let's get to the episode. Uh, again, this is Kitty, who is Cosmic Love 333 on 
uh, TikTok and who, uh, you know, you can find ways to contact her in the show notes here. Um, but you're going to want to, you're going to want, you're going to want to get some healing from this person. Uh, anyway, uh, and I think that's enough beating around the bush. So here's the episode. Enjoy. that i don't recognize it um it is my sensual wicca tarot deck um yeah i have do you know much about uh human design at all you know uh we were talking before we got on mic a little bit about jess reed and that's my only exposure to human design it um i took the survey and you know got assigned my you know, archetype. I guess I'm a projector. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, but- um, I I'm a generator, and um, so I have sacral authority, which just means that I operate exclusively from my sacral chakra. So, um, all of my intuition really sits within my sacral um if something doesn't feel right i will feel it immediately in my sacral Mm. chakra and um i mainly make intuitive decisions based on how everything feels in my sacral chakra so like my sacral is busted the fuck open (laughs) (laughs) awesome yeah remind me uh what is what is the sacral chakra responsible for um, so the sacral chakra is all about creativity. So that includes, um, for, like for for me specifically, um, it's very sexual, very sexual, mm. um, ancient, div- divine um, energy that is based on like uh, pre-colonized sexuality do you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah that's that's an interesting way to phrase it pre-colonized so like before the purity myths that were really about repressing women yeah um really about but like before religion before any kind of like i'm talking back in um like shamanistic uh old world before humans existed like fairy Mm. fairy you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like to sum it up, yes, like the sacral chakra is like right above like the pubic bone, um, okay. and it's 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 very based on like sexual energy, creativity, um, how you um, create. So like if you have a sacral energy blockage, you might find yourself having trouble with being creative or like expressing mm-hmm. yourself authentically. Um, but yeah, so, like, as far as human design, um, the way that, like, I am meant to function is to be completely and authentically 
myself to inspire those around me to be themselves as well. Mm. So, um, fuck yeah, basically like behaving correctly. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Being a good model. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, I'm uh, being a model that is me, (laughs) you know, just being me completely. Um, Right. But yeah, I, I think it's human design is so interesting, but it, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a whole wormhole to go down. <laughs> yeah, but you were gonna you were bringing up the sacral chakra in relation to the tarot deck, or um, oh yeah, um, exactly. So um, because I am, I have a sacral authority in how I function in in my human in in this world, right? Um, I tend to gravitate towards sensual. Um, oracles and sensual mm. um ways of like divinating so yeah <laughs> i cool. i really like the the out of the box like um the the typical like rider weight version of yeah tarot is really beautiful i love the the history behind it but i'm so like I, and i was talking with Otto about this like we we're so um meant to go in this complete 360 than a lot of people Mm. like decks like this really call to me because they are so different like they have so many different cards than the typical deck would have and they are named differently you know what i'm saying yeah the sun is uh it looked pretty similar uh to the sun that i'm familiar with it's a do you want to hold it up again for me yeah absolutely it's two people on there though is it yeah, uh-huh. It's a masculine and feminine energy on a black horse, like, galloping over a brick wall. Um, yeah, it's about embracing, allowing your masculine, which in my universe, what I consider my masculine, mm. um, is this environment we are in. So my masculine is always holding me, always guiding me in this life, right? And my mm-hmm. feminine is me. <laughs> so okay. my feminine is like what I consider me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just about embracing that. Um, but mm. and allowing your your inner sun to truly shine. And something, and just like on a personal note, it's just I've been even from the beginning of my journey, like I've always, like my spirit team has always referred to me as the sun. (laughs) I think that's really interesting that this would pop out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're just coming off of the, uh, the winter solstice. So we're, we're getting more sun every day. Uh, It's, it's very exciting. Uh, I love that. You know, actually the, um, you know, union, I guess, of the divine masculine and divine feminine was something that I like definitely picked up on from your TikTok. Um, yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of your content that's focused on, um, I guess, like receptivity and um, sort of, uh, I guess I would say like shedding the narratives and the, and the self-talk and, and things like that, that, that aren't really serving you. Like it, it's not so much a like kill your ego kind of uh, channel. <laughs> it's, it's more of like, 
do you really need that? Maybe yeah. just give it up, you know? Yeah. Like we can put that down. That doesn't really serve us anymore, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny that you say shedding because I was on a walk earlier and um, I looked down and there was this rotten banana peel because I love to read my environment. That's how, that's yeah. like my, my flavor of like being, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I look down and there's this rotten banana peel on the sidewalk. And then this bee comes out of nowhere and like hits me on the nose and lands on the sidewalk. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I have not seen a bee in a long time. And so I, I go down and I look at this bee and I ask him, you know, what, what was that about? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, the banana peel, babe. Like, look at the banana peel. Mm. You can't continue to look back at what you've peeled off of you. Because, like, it's all about endings and beginnings. Every moment is an ending. Every mm. moment is an ending. We're constantly, like, shedding the fuck out of what we were previously. Like, yeah. every perspective builds on uh, the last perspective. It's just a building block. And then sometimes you fall back a little bit and then that's even that is a building block you know yeah and so he's just like eat the banana babe you've peeled the peel stop looking at the, the peel eat the banana yeah <laughs> and yeah. Um, i was just like okay okay thank you i love that you know i've been i've been thinking i've been like really stuck on similar thoughts for a while now um yeah. uh, around uh have you heard of the dweller on the threshold have you ever heard of that concept no, I have not. It's like an anthroposophical thing, I think, where um, basically it's this like guardian entity that might be just in your head or might be like an actual, you know, being that uh, if you are approaching enlightenment before you've actually shed all your karma, the dweller on the threshold kicks you back into the real world so that you can like, you, this is why you have to relearn the same lessons over and over again, mm -hmm. apparently, according oh, to okay. anthroposophy. It's um, the dweller on the threshold kicks you back into the world and you like forget the things that you uh, need to like relearn in order to continue to burn off karma. And okay. so, uh, and so the, like, this has really been occupying me lately because I've been feeling like just tremendous brain fog since 2020 and, uh, and so I'm like, I'm finding myself just sort of lost on like, am I making progress? You know, like Jessa Reed calls it a spiral. Um, but a spiral suggests a direction, uh, in the third dimension of movement. And, yeah. you know, like if you map a spiral in two dimensions, it just looks like a sine curve that's endlessly going up and down and yeah. getting nowhere. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah, how, like you, you and Otto, uh, who introduced us, definitely feel to me like people who've maybe had maybe a couple steps farther down the awakening path than I am. And I wonder, I wonder what that is. Like, how do you, how do you have that, that confidence? You know, how do you like? Yeah. So I think you are in a black hole, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is like honestly beautiful. Embrace your black hole. Love your black hole. <laughs> but honestly, like, think, think where you are. That's, that's how I think me and Otto, we love to play 
so much with like the things that scare us, right? We love to play with those things. Um, what I can tell you is the more that you experiment and just be curious with what is maybe holding you back, um, the better that the more that you will progress or feel like you're progressing because you're progressing no matter what, don't get it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're, you're going, you're, you're learning constantly. Even when you think you, you are not, you're in a spiral and you're, you're continuing the same shit over and over again. You have to continue the same shit until you understand where it is that you're, you're missing. You know what I'm saying? Where, where is the thing that, 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 that step off, of the, <laughs> they're, uh, they're kind of like telling me about um, something that one of me and Otto's mutual friends said um, about stepping, you have to step off of the ledge to see if it's a baby pool, like a kiddie pool or yeah. endless ocean. And mm. that's the, that's the, the scary part of it. Right. Is like, y- you have to take the step and, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's all about just being incredibly brave within yourself um, and forming the uh, being incredibly honest about how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, because if you are holding back anything about how you're feeling, you're not being honest with your universe. So your universe cannot support you in the way that you need it. So your mm-hmm. universe is completely and totally curated for you because it is you. You did you made your universe. So you mm. have to be completely authentic within you so you're you, so you can help you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um and like that that often means you have to have incredibly terrifying conversations with yourself. Um, and venture down roads that completely terrify you, but you are always going to be met with more of your love every time on the other, other side, even if it's terrifying in the moment, even if you, all you can see is like a hellscape or a hell dimension, right? (laughs) It's all, (laughs) it's all a reflection of the love that you can give back to yourself. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so I love that. I, um, that concept of the universe being your own creation, uh, is something that I, that I think about a lot. And like it, I, a realization that I had recently was that, um, sort of regardless of whether you exist or my wife exists or, you know, whoever, all these people with their own unique perspectives that like I, in some way I'm a part of their universe and they're a part of my universe that we each created. Um, What, and your video, I think one of your pinned videos, the, the me in the mirror, that's me and we, um, Mm -hmm. uh, made me think of this as well because um, the reality is, and I'm catching myself having like, arguments with people here and there where I'm, I'm realizing I'm not actually arguing with anything that they're saying and they're not arguing with anything I'm saying. We're, we're having our own understanding of what the other person is saying. And it's an imperfect translation of what they really mean, 
based on the role that we've assigned them in that moment, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, when you are uh, when you are talking about like we each create our own universe, I I kind of like to bridge it maybe a little bit. I and I'm interested to hear what your perspective is on this, but like yeah. I I I like to think about that as like. I created the universe in the sense that everything that I experience is only like, it's my mental modification of reality. You know, it's, it's actually my, my own, um, my own ideas about like what it means to be a computer or what it means to be a tree or what it means to be a podcast guest, you know, like these are, these are all, um, like not the real actual things in their infinite complexity that exists, you know, in, in whatever could be called the objective world, but my own uh, projections just constantly. And that's, that's me in, in your video looking in the mirror and actually just when I look out at the universe, when I look out at the we, all I see really is the me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, uh, and it's all your perspective, right? It's we're all having the same experience, but with a different perspective constantly. And so, like, I am you and me, and you are me and you, and we're yeah. just reflecting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just so beautiful. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's gorgeous when you can just. It, observe it without judging it or and and not get wrapped up in the bullshit that um mm. th- like what we would call the matrix right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so like how literal do you do you think of that like creation of the universe like would i don't know what, what's a soul to you what's a what's a mind what's consciousness Let's get, let's, 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 get, let's, let's just do some down. small talk, yeah. you know? <laughs> what, oh, uh, what is, what is consciousness? What consciousness is the experience of <laughs> my cat? She's, she's meowing. Uh, of being consciousness is you, a, a spirit having a human experience. Truly. That's what it is to me, at least. Um, creation is what you make it right you you can make your world exactly what it is it's um if you know about the law of attraction what Mm. you think is what you are you know what Mm -hmm. you what you project out into your universe is what is going to come back to you and you can fine-tune it uh, your spirit is always training you on how to fine tune it. If you listen, if you observe how you are feeling, how you are experiencing, how everybody else around you is experiencing their experience, and your perspective of their experience, and their expe- their perspective of your experience, and that's kind of like um, venturing into psychic territory, right? Is like yeah. Psychics can um, pick up on what everybody's feeling because they are so sensitive to everybody's vibration because they are so in tune with their own vibration. So mm. even the slightest uptick of like anxiety, mm. like psychics can feel it, right? Um, 
And like, do you, do you consider yourself a psychic person? Me? No, but yeah. my wife for sure. A hundred percent. Like I, yeah. I, I, I've, I've like seen her read a room or read a person. It's, I have zero doubt that psych, uh, psychism or whatever you want to call it are, it's like a real phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I would, I would definitely, uh, classify myself as a psychic, whatever that means really. Um, just I, picking up on everything around me, um, like knowing when somebody's about to call me, like I, they will pop right into my head before they, they text me and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, (laughs) and, um, yeah, it's just really neat. Like, um, uh, I feel like I've got, I've gone off on a tangent, but just like Mm. uh, with the people that I interact with, uh, especially on TikTok, like people who want readings from me, I can immediately know what they need to change in their life or that I can, I can, tell them how to fine tune or like cultivate their energy in order to change, to get the result that they would like from their universe. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's just like something that is completely natural for me. I don't even think about it. Like it's just, it just comes into me. I just let my mouth go yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just, it just happens and it's just really beautiful. And yeah. 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 It's it's <laughs> gnosis, I think. Um that's a big reason that I started uh reading tarot which I do a little bit on TikTok and I've done in person a few times and why that's like a component of this podcast. It, I was trying to intentionally cultivate deeper intuition and l- like more more sensitivity and trust for myself. Um because like I I don't know, maybe this is um Maybe this is like some toxic masculinity that I accidentally picked up by virtue of being born in the patriarchy. But like, I <laughs> definitely, you, right? <laughs> I, I like, I have had that problem my whole life of not being able to feel anything from my neck down. Like if, if for a long time, mm-hmm. it was like only emotions that I could experience were like a hot anger in my head or a cold mm-hmm. anxiety in my head. And that was it. Yeah. And I've yeah. like, I've done some uh, like Reikian therapy that seems to have helped with that to a great deal yeah. degree. And, um, and yeah, like the, you know, some of the things like, this is one area where I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely spiraling uh, in a direction yeah. on this. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that what you're saying about psychics makes sense to me that like, you're so familiar with your own internal landscape that when there's a disturbance in it, which happens naturally because of, mirror neurons and paying attention and empathy and all that you can recognize that as like that's not my interior thing that's something happening in this other person yeah yeah absolutely because i mean you can you can tell what's in your bubble and what's not in your bubble you know yeah um but often like what i will what i'm still working i mean we're all working on things right like we we none of us have all of the answers and that's the most important thing to remember (laughs) none of us know what the fuck's going on we just know that we are here (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so like i will often be um just out of habit out of like growing up not knowing that I was incredibly psychic um, and taking on everybody else's shit, basically. Like Mm. I was feeling things like for people, like feeling things for people. And 
like healing them without knowing, you know what I'm saying? Which is great. I like, I'm, I'm glad I did, you know, but like also important for me now to fine tune my energy to recognize when I'm feeling somebody else's shit compared to me. Yeah. And so I think that's an area that all of us can really relate to because we are all so sensitive. If you're listening to this, you're probably an incredibly sensitive alien <laughs> alien being. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. you're definitely having a multidimensional experience. And it's like <laughs> you you have to remember that because we we are taught to disregard our feelings completely because the uh society wants us to be easy to deal with, right? Mm. Um we society wants us to fit in, wants us to just go with their flow and not listen to our flow. And really, if you're trying to tune into something that is completely disturbing your energy, that's a very good indication that you are not in your energy. Because yeah. your natural vibration is going to feel completely uh, ecstasy-like to you, truly. The, mm. the thing that you love to be is you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you just have to kind of, um, yeah, re- realize when you're taking on somebody else's shit, basically. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> like such an important thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause there is, I mean, that's a thing that I've uh, seen uh, talked about a lot on TikTok, the like toxic empathy that um, yeah. like some people uh, are so empathic that, others feelings become about them you know like i'm in so much pain because of your pain and look at my pain about your pain you know which yeah (laughs) is i think very different from the like the energy work that you do uh which i i think is very interesting um and you can do that through a screen you can you can do that long distance that's really interesting yeah, it's uh, it's just as mysterious to me as it is to everybody else. Um, yes. So <laughs> I just I let myself tune in, and I my energy does exactly what it needs to do for whoever I'm doing it for. And um, yeah, yeah, I I would love to do that for you whenever you have a chance because like I think I can really help you in, in your in your chakra system. Things are yeah. I can feel that things are blocked. I can feel that like you're, you're um, not like letting your energy flow completely through you. And I would just like love to un- unlock those things for you. Oh, there was a bee that fly- flew. Oh, another a bird. Yeah. Like uh, that just like, flew by. And so like, yeah, I just like, I just want to help you like flow, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that. <laughs> It's a it's a generous offer. I will I will definitely uh, think about that. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> what would it entail? What, like, what's your setup? What's the what's the um, process? If if because you said I think over text message that if people seek you out, sometimes you uh, do these things long distance. Would like is that something that people listening might be able to like hit you up in your TikTok DMs? If you, um, if you want a session with me, email me. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll put my email in in the description of the episode. Um, yeah, it's cosmic love healing at gmail.com. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I can absolutely, uh, set anything up just 
basically, if you would like a session with me, uh, email me, tell me what, what's going on within your field and we will set up a video call. And, um, typically what that entails is I will, first of all, feel into your energy field, see what's going on, use divination tools like, uh, tarot or Oracle decks. Um, mm. and then perform energetic Reiki, uh, my way. Uh, (laughs) and so like my way is, is truly, uh, unique. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody else do what I do, but it's just basically I send you, I, I take your energetic signature and use light codes, um, that are channeled to me through the universe, whatever energy entity wants to come forward and mm. perform. Basically, I perform surgery. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, yeah. this is why I'm a little scared of it. Like, <laughs> you know, the, um, I, I, I got like into magic in, in, I guess between like 2020 and 2022. And I was doing like, you know, regular golden dawn occult stuff like lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and um the middle pillar exercise and things like that and um i actually like sketched myself out a little bit i think around uh like messing with my energy um okay yeah like, i feel there was- whenever you're talking about it i feel like this tightness in my throat chakra yeah. and you're afraid that what you will Oh, you're afraid to embrace your natural healing powers and use them on yourself, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> like a lot of people are because we're so taught through like religion and like these like horror stories of people like getting into energy um, and like basically psyching themselves the fuck out or like getting into things that like, you know what I'm saying? But those are all stories. That's not you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to focus on your energy and know that, like, you are a love being. All I feel from you is love. (laughs) There's nothing else. There's nothing else under there. Like, it's just love and, like, a filter of fear, of of worry. And, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's all love. There's nothing else but love in the universe. It's just, we're all teaching ourselves how to... Um, heal the hell parts of us truly is the, the best way I can describe it is like the, the parts of us that resonate or think they resonate with hell ideas, um, which is like keeping yourself in a perpetuated state of anxiety and fear mm-hmm. and doubt. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, kind of just torturing yourself with like, um, uh, thinking, you know, basically just trying to uh, here's the the metaphor or whatever sure. yeah <laughs> is you're trying to fit a puzzle piece from a completely different puzzle into your puzzle mm. and it's not gonna fit but you're trying and trying and trying and like that's where mm. worry and doubt and fear comes from is that you're trying to apply a puzzle piece that literally won't fit you <laughs> and so yeah. you we find ourselves in these spirals where we're tr- we're like trying to figure out something that we'll never figure out. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so that's interesting. Have you seen the the TV show uh Lucifer? No, I haven't, but my one of my best friends Lindsay, she watches it all the time. So Yeah. No, well there's um 
the other place that I've seen this is, uh, well, that might be a spoiler, so I'm not going to say that, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil that book. It was, it was too much fun to read, but, um, but now it's like, how do I, uh, how do I encourage people to read it? Because like I've brought it up and can't yeah. say anything more. So hopefully it'll come into your life when you're ready for it. Uh, it, it, I have no doubt. <laughs> but no this, doubt about that. This concept in Lucifer is that uh, you're in a hell realm of your own making where you have to like relive the worst moment of your life or the worst, you know, thing that you like, um, like your biggest sin or something, something that you can't forgive yourself for. And then uh, in order to escape, you you forgive yourself and you get to go to heaven and that's like that's all that's keeping you in hell is just your your own self-flagellation and there's a lot of truth to that for real yeah 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 absolutely if you don't forgive yourself for um essentially having learning a lesson that's really what your biggest your biggest sin is right like you learned a lesson about yourself and how you hurt people. Uh, and like everybody hurts everybody else. It's just something that happens. We we have to hurt some uh, other people in order to learn how to be a good person. You know, like yeah. you have to learn these things. Um, so really f- learning how to uh, forgiveness is truly learning how to apply a, a perspective that is full of love. Mm. Um, and that's transmutation as well. It's just, yeah, because energy can't be created or destroyed. It can be changed and that's Mm. transmutation. So like forgiveness is one of the most powerful transmutations ever because you're, you're, you're seeing something that, um, essentially tortured you for a long time and you're looking at it in a perspective that actually serves you (laughs) and you're asking your infinite intelligence which you are how to look at this thing that um you used to not be able to forgive yourself for and truly ask yourself are you are you keeping yourself in a perpetuated state of torture and fear and doubt for you or are Mm. you doing that for someone else like are you doing that for society because truly I think a lot of us are keeping ourselves in a perpetuated state of that like hellscape uh, based on societal expectations. But when you, when you tune into your, your universe, your love, your perspective, what you think I, there's, (laughs) there's no way that you're going to see anything but love in what happened. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that that's tricky, you know, to. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I realized that there's a lot of um, terrible shit that's happened in the world, of course. Like, yeah. And it's all based on lessons. It's all based on like how to move forward with a perspective that like expands you. Um, because there are no, no mistakes. There's no coincidences. Everything that happened for you happened for you for a reason. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you because your energy brought it into your, your life, Mm -hmm. showed you 
what you needed to, to fix or, um, transmute in your life. And you can either choose fear or choose love. Mm. That reminds me of Donnie Darko. Do you remember that? <laughs> it's like Patrick Swayze's character uh, puts all of human emotion onto the fear and love spectrum. Do you, have you seen yeah. that movie? Do you know what I'm talking I about? I have. I have. It's been a while, but yeah, it keeps coming up. So apparently, I need to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I don't know. I'm I'm with you on the fear and love thing. Do you uh, do you mess with Paul Selig at all? No, Mm-mm. I I think that you uh, might enjoy him. Although, like, it seems mm-hmm. like you're you're doing a very similar thing uh, to what he does. Is um his main claim to fame is that he channels uh, whole books. So he'll he'll have like people like a, a small audience of people, and he'll he does this like. Uh, mumbly thing and then he repeats it out loud so that everyone can hear and then he mumbles a little bit more and then he repeats it out loud and he's got like I think like 10 books now that are out uh, which I am now reading for the third time uh, <laughs> all done that sounds so similar to what I do truly like I um, you know the law of one like you know that it I, it's just like that, that is inherently part of me and I've never read it before. And, yeah. um, these, like these huge concepts, like, um, Ram Dass, uh, yeah. I was him, you know, like he, he is me. And like, we wrote be here now together. Like, I know that in, <laughs> in, yeah. in my, in my heart and soul, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just energy is so incredibly interesting when you, um, completely open your mind to all possibilities, all realms, all dimensions. You can, you can truly travel anywhere because you are everything. Um, so like you can channel anything as well. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely look into him because this resonate hard. <laughs> yeah. You, you can find him on a uh, podcast. That's like that's where I first and he does like his whole channeling thing on the podcast. So that's a good introduction for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh what is reminding me of it is this like dichotomy between fear and love. Uh, because his guides or ascended masters or you know, whatever you want to call them, are um like they they talk a lot in very similar ways about the like ultimate response. It's like a very new age concept, the ultimate responsibility of each individual for every event in their life and for the framing of those events. So, you know, whatever, whatever um, circumstances befall you uh, it's up to you to internalize them in, in whatever way you choose. Um, I, I love that. I, I have trouble with it though. Like it, it almost seems um, like, I don't know, like it, it feels maybe at times like it fits for me, but I would never want to tell someone who's like house just burned down that, you know, it's, it's all in your head or, you know, do what, you you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky spot because you do have to, um, yeah, you don't want to tell somebody whose house just burned down. It's all about love. Like, yeah, you yeah. have to 
Yeah, you you, you attracted this to learn through, you know. <laughs> you did this. You burned your house down. Like, no. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> no, there's there's circumstances and, you know, like you have to determine what's in your bubble and what's in somebody else's bubble. And you have to, like, respect and hold a space for uh, someone who is clearly suffering. Um, and... It's, yeah. it's truly like not, not anybody's place to tell someone, uh, how to suffer. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, cause truly, uh, it's all up to the individual experience. Um, and you can look at it however you would like to. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's either going to resonate with you or it's not. And that's, that's yeah. really the, the point of life is like, you find what resonates with you. Uh, or you don't. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe that's a, maybe the, even this concept is a puzzle piece that doesn't fit some people's puzzle and that's okay too. Yeah. That's okay. That's completely all right. It, you will know what fits your puzzle piece because it's going to fit with you completely. Um, yeah. you won't, uh, if you resist it, there's something in there that, that isn't for you. Right. Yeah. Um, or there's something that you need to look at within yourself, uh, within your ego, within your mind, body, and soul, and see, like, where am I judging this? Where am I? Um, what can I look at in this perspective that expands me? You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, a really simple ex example is uh, I work at a diner, and, you know, people talk to me all the time, and so there was this guy who was sitting at the counter and one of my friends at work was like, oh, Elon Musk isn't the, isn't the richest person anymore. And I was like, oh, is that right? <laughs> and so um, this guy who's sitting across from the bar, he was like, I'm not as rich as Elon Musk, but I'm almost there. And I was like, if I had that amount of money, I would do some revolutionary shit with that. And, yeah. so, <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, what would you do? And um, basically I, I tell him, you know, like some big ideas, you know, um, just like create, like my, one of my most just things that like fills me up with so much love is just creating a, a community that is um, basically just a, a hippified version of <laughs> like a church of love, you know, like yeah. truly a healing community where we're self-sustained. We don't have to like abide by any kind of like governmental laws or rules or whatever. Right. Yeah. We can just like be right. Um, and so he, he was just like, aren't there places like that that already exist? And I was like, mm. I mean, whatever. And so <laughs> then he, he pulls me over again and he's like, so what would you do with that money if you, it like for you specifically for you? And I was like, mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I would probably get all the tattoos I wanted for fucking forever. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, oh yeah, you wake up with a million dollars and all you want is tattoos. And I was <laughs> like, I mean, you asked me, bro. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, and something about that like sat differently with me. Like it sat in my energy field. Like I, it like upset me. And I was like, okay, why does this upset me? Uh, oh, because he disregarded my feelings. Okay, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then I asked deeper, in, and the universe was like, yeah, but also that was a really lame response. Like <laughs> you're gonna get 
shoes. And um, mm. I was like, I mean, yeah. And the universe was like, no, really think about what you would do if you woke up tomorrow with a billion dollars. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. This is helping me expand completely because mm. like now I'm thinking of incredibly huge ideas that I would do with this amount of money. Instead of like thinking hypothetically, no, I'm thinking realistically, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like, that's just an example of how to use, um, something that comes into your field yeah. that doesn't sit right with you and expand on it mm. instead of like, look at it and be like, I don't like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, I think that's, it's just a lot of us do that out of habit, right? We're so taught to like separate ourselves when we're not separate. Uh, we're always inspiring something more beautiful, and more expansive out of everybody, out of each other by frozen. just being ourselves. And just, you know, that guy at the diner, he was supposed to upset me because I was supposed to have an expansive view on what we were talking about, you know? Uh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> I shut your yeah, head down. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I think you overloaded the uh, the system. That happens a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is supposed to be a thing that happens to wizards. They have like a, they call it a Murphyonic field. It oh. causes Murphy's Law to interact with all the machinery around them. I don't know. If oh, interesting. Huh. Nerd stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you know um, what? That that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, I I lost the thread. Where uh, where were I we? Forget. Uh, I think I was talking about uh, just basically. Uh, I was giving an example about how um, uh, you can use things that upset you or don't or mm. you don't agree with or whatever, you know, to look at them and expand you, you as a, an energy. Um, mm -hmm. Because anything that doesn't sit right with you, you're meant to, to feel into it um, and expand a lot of us. And Jess, Jessa Reed talks about this all the time and she's incredibly right um, about how <laughs> like, a lot of us, we don't, like to feel things uh you know it's just she talks about um basically think about yourself being in an ocean um and you try to stand up against a wave and it knocks you down um and compared to diving into the wave that is how you should feel you should dive into your feelings instead of like be like oh my god i don't want to feel that like no it's, mm. it's actually incredibly safe for you to feel it's actually healthier for you to feel because then you can move it out of your field. Um, it's just like, yeah. it's like what I call being spiritually constipated. <laughs> like <laughs> if, you're, if you're not feeling your shit, it's not, if you're going to get constipated and it's going to like build up until you can't hold it in anymore. And that's where a lot of people like, we'll see explosive anger in, in someone yeah. or, um, we'll see someone completely lose their shit, you know? Um, because they're they're taught to completely bog down or disregard their feelings or put them into a little box so mm -hmm. other people don't see them feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm reading this book called, I think it's like The Awakened Family. It was actually suggested to me on uh, Jessa Reed's Discord server. Oh, um, cool. Uh, yeah. Well, I... Uh, um, 
because I'm a dad. Oh, so, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I have a, awesome. I have an eight year old daughter, uh, and and so I'm reading this book about uh, the awakened family, and one of the things that they suggest is that whenever your kids drive you crazy, it's an opportunity to look inward and especially look at your own upbringing for like what were you asked to repress as a child or, or what were you punished for or what did you feel caused other people pain? Like you were saying earlier. Yeah. And, uh, and kids know exactly how to trigger the fuck out of you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's, uh, I mean, it's potentially like their job. It's what they are, you know, in like kind of a, collaborative way maybe every person that you come across is has this like collaborative uh relationship with you where but maybe children much more so where they give you the knocks that you need to grow and you give them the knocks that they need to grow and if you are introspective and and like turning inward when you experience that discomfort then that's that's how you burn off the karma and and reach uh, enlightenment. That's the idea anyway. Did I lose internet again? Can you still hear me? I can now. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, uh, let me see. Okay. Hopefully it's working. Because <laughs> you're, you're I, I going in is. a little bit. You're like, okay, you're coming in and out a little bit. So just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> It's ah, these winter storms are killing me, man. I'm like, I'm waiting on Christmas presents to be delivered still too. It's like just such an inconvenience. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's like I said, it's, it's recording locally. So uh, the recording should be fine, but maybe, maybe we should use this as an opportunity to find some closing thoughts. Um, Yeah. Do you, do you want to maybe we'll return to the, to the sun card and, uh, now that we've had the conversation, has your thinking about the sun changed in any way? Is there anything in particular you want to? Yeah. When you asked me that, I got like a huge pang in my heart space. Um, and so that tells me that, and there's a bird that flew in right there. So yeah, it, it, use your inner sun. Your inner sun is your heart. The sun is the mm. largest in the in- entire solar system, right? There's there's a jillion stars um, and a jillion suns. And you using your inner sunlight to shed light on the things that seemed scary or seemed like they would take you down and recognizing that the universe is always conspiring in your favor when you allow it to um, is incredibly mm. important. To realize um, being grateful for every single breath that you take, because when you're breathing, you are alive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just tuning into the mushroom trip. That is life itself. Like <laughs> living in your, your solar system, which is everything about you recognizing that you have a collective within yourself. That's why you can tune in and feel everything when you allow yourself to. I I think that everybody is psychic to some degree. Um, and the degree to which you are psychic is 
the degree to which you are able to feel within yourself. And Mm. yeah, just fucking live life exactly (laughs) how you you want to live it because what there's no other point than to to love (laughs) yeah 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 cosmic love that's right (laughs) i love that it's very on brand (laughs) like we've, we've got like the the stars and the solar system for the cosmic element and the love the heart chakra and uh, and then for the healing, I think that's just the whole conversation. I, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe this was a little bit of energy work already. It was yeah. uh, delightful. I, I think it's funny that the sun is now shining in while I'm talking about it because it wasn't shining in earlier. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. The last and, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I... I uh, I did want to mention that, like, I had a really incredibly um, dark time before I went through my awakening and during my awakening. Mm. Um, so I just want to tell, like, anybody who's listening who is in that dark night of the soul that, like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to get on the other side of it and you're going to look back and you're like, oh, my God. I'm so thankful for all of that incredibly hard, hellish shit that I went through because I would not be me without all of that. I wouldn't be the strong motherfucking bitch that I am today without all of that, you know? (laughs) And, um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's about, um, persevering through even the darkest times that even, even when you think that you can't make it, you're, you can make it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm always here. If you need me, please reach out. Um, I'm always here to help. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Is, um, we mentioned your email. Maybe we'll, it was, uh, cosmic love healing at gmail.com. Is there anywhere else you want to direct listeners? Yeah. If you, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm at cosmic underscore love three, three, three. Um, oh, and we should, we should point out, uh, cosmic is with a K. Yeah. Cosmic is with a K, uh, because my first name is Kitty K I T T Y. Um, if I did, I don't think I mentioned that either. So, (laughs) um, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a website. I just, I really allow anybody who wants to come into my field to be healed, to reach out to me. Um, because I think everybody who is, who needs healing from me is divinely guided to me. Um, and yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe someday I'll have a, a website, but right now it's just basically as you come, I serve you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. All right. I, um, I'm grateful to have, uh, to have been served. Thank you. <laughs> so Thanks for being a note in the net. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.